0: Is Genesis going to take the entire crypto industry down? Bankless Nation, happy third, not Friday, Thursday of
1: November. Happy Thanksgiving to you if you are in the U.S. and enjoying the holiday. David,
0: what time is it? Oh, Ryan, it's the Thursday Bankless Weekly Roll-Up where we cover the entire, well, not the entire week, uh, four (laughs) days in crypto, uh, which is uh, still an ambitious endeavor, even though we're missing a day. Yes, so we persevere into the frontier nonetheless with coffee.
1: Among other great, things,
0: great modifications,
1: David. People yeah, are really going yeah. um, to appreciate that. I to do that on the seat of my pants. Maybe, maybe Turkey too. I don't know. Mm. Look, do you think anyone's actually listening to this on Thanksgiving, uh, maybe I they're on their think way. They are, yeah, mm-hmm. to a Thanksgiving like uh, meal with their with their family, and they're wondering what the heck they're going to say when their yeah. friends and family ask them about crypto.
0: <laughs> that Sam Bankman <laughs> fried that complex, controversial Sam Bankman fried character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how's it, how's it going in crypto these days?
1: We know you love it. We know you're into it. What's happening? I bet that's going to be a question. Uh, We're going to prepare you, you for that question,
0: too. We are going to. I'm going to ask Ryan how he's going to prepare for that question, and I'm sure he's going to ask me the same. David, what are your Thanksgiving plans? You going somewhere? I know uh, you yeah, are, but tell yeah. me more. After, after we record this roll-up, uh, go take a long cab to Newark, fly home. I uh, get to see my one-and-a-half-year-old nephew, see how much he's uh, hes turned into a chatterbox, apparently. I keep on joking with my family. I'm going to turn him into a podcaster. Do you know what's awesome,
1: though, is like um, being able to spend some time with normal people uh, for a while? It's right? rare. Like, it's
0: rare uh, for me. Let me tell you. I know.
1: I know. I know you moved <laughs> to New York to hang out with like, crypto friends and such. Um and like I hang out with, I guess virtually, a lot of crypto people as well. It's just like crypto talk, blah, 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 right. blah, right? Mm-hmm. Just to talk about regular things yeah. for a while, especially after the the, the month that was November mm-hmm. so far. That's actually going to feel pretty refreshing to me. Anyway, what do we got this week coming up?
0: Oh, my God. So we, of course, have to talk about the Genesis contagion. Is Genesis going to take the entire crypto industry down? We'll talk about that. (laughs) Uh, uh, FTX, of course, there's still plenty to talk about FTX there. Uh, This news has, of course, gone on to Capitol Hill, uh, where there is a bankruptcy hearing going on. Uh, And third, a DEX hack on Solana leads to an exploiter shorting curve using Aave, and then that exporter getting liquidated because of a short squeeze, leaving bad debt in off a, what the hell are we going to do about that? We'll get into that story and more. But first, please like and subscribe because Ron and I, like we always say in the, at the beginning of the show, persevere into the frontier nonetheless. And sometimes it really just helps to get those likes and reviews and those subscriptions. Uh, so if you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, if you are listening to the podcast, please give us a five-star review so we can get to the top of the charts and make it through this bear market. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We're thankful for you, uh,
1: Bankless Nation, Mm -hmm. for tuning in. Uh, We have a lot in store in 2023. We're not going anywhere. In fact, we are doubling down, tripling Mm -hmm. down on content. In fact, there will be a few ways to get involved with that. Some alpha that will drop in the episode today. Uh, Some deals coming up, coming out of Bankless too. But before we get there, David, got to talk about our friends and sponsors over at Infura. Infura, of course, they run archival nodes for for. Ethereum, among other smart contract networks. If you've ever used something like MetaMask, for example, they are an RPC client. So that means they provide some of the historical data node architecture that uh, serves up your MetaMask transactions and the cool things that you're doing in DeFi. Um, You probably, maybe you know about Infura, maybe you don't. Mm -hmm. What you might not know is they are taking steps moving forward to decentralize their infrastructure. OK, previously, this has been um, quite centralized, in, in, including a centralization vector. But if we're going to rebuild on the other side of this bear market and during the bear market, we need to rebuild it on decentralized rails. So how can folks get involved in what Infura is doing
0: and uh, how should they tap in, David? Oh, I think they should just go ahead and click the uh, link in the show notes, Ryan, where you can join the early access program for Infura's new Decentralized infrastructure network. So, how do we take the service and products that Infura has and make that and turn them into a network, a protocol, a permissionless system that anyone can join? Uh, that is the frontier that Infura is taking on. And if you want to join in that journey into the frontier, man, I'm really milking this metaphor today. Uh, <laughs> you can click the link in the show notes to sign up uh, and uh, get your your expertise and your uh, information for to Infura so they can coordinate.
1: All right, David. Speaking of coordination, I guess price markets, what is that? It's just a coordination game. So let's get to the markets. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's talk about Bitcoin and the price. And I was told, by the way, our editors might throw in some music here. And uh, it's going to be sad music if, yeah. if we manage to do that. It's going to be sad music this week because what, David, are we up or are we down? We are down.
0: We are down. Well, mm. actually, I would say Bitcoin is in inside of the flat range, down 1.3%. Okay. Uh, so it started at 16,500, ending at 16,300 like that's just like you're just kind of flattish at that some point. green candles toward yeah. the end of this some re- uh, some re- some recovery candles at the very end to make it not right. so bad how about but, i mean we're still we're, we're still like at the the whole yeah. Like, year <laughs> yeah look at this clip. <laughs> look at november november's <laughs> <Wow. laughs> still a bad month yeah this is uh the
1: fdx drop right mm-hmm. sam bankman yep, thank you one. very much for that one uh, yep. appreciate you
0: uh okay mm-hmm.
1: how about ETH up or down
0: Uh, down, actually down, start of the week at $1,210, currently at $1,150, down about 4.8%, so oof. oof.
1: Okay, so, um, still above, still above, uh, in the four-digit mode, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. in fact, like, fairly, fairly well. So you haven't bought yet then, huh? Um, I am planning some buys. Um. So, but I'm tempted just a little bit. Okay. But like, I'm still also waiting for triple digit.
0: I I think triple digits coming, David. I could be wrong, but. I mean, you said last time you said it. it I was like, get the hell out of here, and 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 then you turned out to be right. And this time, (laughs) I'm like, get the hell out of here. I don't. I think we're done with triple digits. I think it's. You think we're done with triple digits? If it wasn't just if if it didn't happen just now, like yesterday, with the DCG news. Uh, then I don't know how Here's the thing, you're talking local crypto, though, all right?
1: We still got macro ahead. We haven't talked about macro,
0: and mm. I think we've got some
1: tailwinds on the macro front that could send mm. us down. Also, la, 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 we're <laughs> still getting attention. I mean, even though bad things are happening, we've got right. eyeballs on the space. Sure. Anytime you get yeah. eyeballs on the space, you get some price action. Sometimes it's negative, right. sometimes it's positive, but the worst possible time for markets is is the doldrum period well, no one cares no yeah. one cares
0: it's so you could be apathy. waiting for tri- tri- triple digits at like you know a q3 or triple q4 2023 is not
1: a spike down triple digits is apathy my friend yeah that's, and okay. um yeah, look. Uh, the ap- I, think, apathy I think liquidation I think candle. There. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, call us. All right. The David versus Ryan bet. It's on. <laughs> we headed to triple digits or not. <laughs> How long can
0: David last? We will see. <laughs> to be continued. David David makes another bottom call. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. The contra indicator. <laughs> add, add another one to the closet. We'll see. You might be right on this one, though. But uh, yeah, if I keep on calling them, eventually I'll be right. <laughs> I,
1: for one, am thankful for David's bottom calls because, um, you know. But give us some uh, historical pre- perspective here.
0: Yeah, what's, what's this one? ETH-Bitcoin ratio? Any bottoms yeah. you want to call here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah ignoring that. 3.5% uh, down on the week to 0.0706. Down. Uh, so, yeah, down.
1: Okay, total crypto market cap. Give us the numbers. We, we
0: lost $10 billion. We are down to $850 billion in total crypto market cap. All right, still, well, decently be- below a trillion. Um, mm-hmm. All right, y- you know what? Let's...
1: Let's zoom out for a minute mm-hmm. because there are some other people that are like my friend David here, and they're calling the bottom <laughs> right now. The there are, there are
0: other bottom callers, not <laughs> there, just me, yes. Not the
1: other. And by the way, I am. Calling a bottom-ish. See, see, David, I like to hedge. Bottom, I like to be in right. all camps at you're once. Saying, you're saying
0: we're close to the bottom?
1: I'm saying I. please also call me a bottom caller, but approximate bottom caller. I'm not going to put a number sure. on it. I still think it's triple digits, but like we're in the zone, my friends. Plus or minus 10% or something? That's what I think. And this is one of my favorite charts to look at. It's sad, but it's the chart that I was... <laughs> like. It's not a chart. It's a percentage. It's a metric it's a table, that I was yeah. glued to uh, in like 2018, 2019, previous bear cycles. And this is percentage down from all-time high. Mm-hmm. I really like this as a metric during the bear market. Um, it's a painful metric, but you can also see like the the precedent that we, we've set before. So just some context, I remember these numbers are burned into my brain, Bitcoin last uh, bear market down from all time high about 83%, something around this range. Ethereum down 94% 95. Uh, into 95, I think you got no. like if you round it, it's right, like yeah. 95%. I thought we were stopping last cycle at ninety percent. And I was like, there's no way we're going in ninety five. And we did. Okay. And like, and also the,
0: to drive that point home, the difference between yes, going down ninety percent and ninety-five percent is another fifty percent drop. <laughs> it is not five more percent. It is fifty more percent. And boy, that last fifty hits. It really hardest, hurts. That it? one that one is the knife of the heart, man. All right, so let's let's look at where we are right now in
1: like the uh-huh. d- percentage down from all time high is a proxy for pain to me. Yes. It's like, how much pain are we in? Duration is another one because that brings the apathy, but like raw pain that you're feeling in the pit of your right. stomach. Right now, Bitcoin is 76 percent down from all time high. Compare that to 83 percent last right. time bottom. Ethereum down 76 percent as well. Yeah, that's Crazy. unprecedented. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy that these two assets are down. Like, because Bitcoin amount, was yeah. supposed to be the the king right. asset. Right. Uh, when there's a, a bear market, there's a flight to safety. There's a flight to stablecoins. A flight to Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and we're seeing
0: Ethereum hold up the same. And that is after Ryan, uh, the FTX exploiter hacker, sells a bunch of Ether for Bitcoin, which you know is a one-time sell event and not systemic. And true. so, like that's this not, that's is that's locally this, that's true. That's yes. locally yes. Uh huh.
1: So, so like, not a ton of pain in these two ecosystems right. to be honest, compared to what we've seen. Certainly, Ethereum <laughs> only seventy six
0: percent. Like, whatever. Look,
1: that's just a flesh wound, my friend. Right. Uh, well, why is Tether down twenty percent from? Ah, uh, that's that's kind okay. of an anomaly. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, BNB.
0: Look how uh, the CZ empire is mm-hmm. holding up. Fifty. Right. 7% down from all-time high. And this is because of the buyback and burn mechanism in BNB, which I will remind listeners is the same similar mechanism as EIP-1559 in Ethereum. It's just- also because the CZ empire has uh, held very steady yes, yes. Uh, during this Rock's so far. Yeah, and yeah.
1: and he's just knocked out a few competitors. Mm-hmm. But uh, other decentralized networks, um, let's talk about uh, Cardano, for instance, Oof. 90% off. 90%. Oof. All
0: right.
1: Last time they went to like 98, 99% from all-time high. Right. Uh, Dogecoin, 90%. Polygon. 71% 71% layer two okay. token hanging wow, that, in there. That, that beat
0: both Bitcoin and Ethereum, didn't it?
1: Yep. Polkadot, 90%. This Oof. is also the proving ground of like, right. how many holders do you have? And you see this right. in the numbers, like people don't have faith in Polkadot right now mm-hmm. uh, in comparison to uh, to Polygon. Litecoin, 81%. God only knows what that means. Who's holding Litecoin? I don't know. Solana, right. David, look at this. 95%. 95%. <laughs>
0: and this is what I've been saying. Like the Solana community, from what I've seen on Twitter, is still around and they are still pretty bullish on their ecosystem. That's impressive. I am not necessarily like interested in Solana, the technology, but I am impressed that the community around Solana is still holding out and they are down as bad as we were Ryan back in 2018. Uh, And so that interests me. That is interesting. If, if mm-hmm. a community
1: can survive this, that is an interesting thing. Like yeah. the Cardano community survived this. And regardless right. of what you think of the network, the community survived right. and that led yeah. to a, a more bullish uh, return. Maybe yeah. the last one um, I'll read out is uh, Avalanche. That's uh, down 91% 91, from yeah. all-time high. But Adams, on the other hand, I don't know where the Avalanche 70. community
0: is. I haven't heard a peep out of any AVAX person in my Twitter mentions in a while. Uh, it's been real quiet. Like yeah. their equivalent ICO... You know they're they're
1: having kind of their ICO um, sure. exit. Sure you know right. all the unlocked coins get you know right. all the locked coins get unlocked anyway all of the three hours
0: capital uh, locked AVAX
1: tokens yes <laughs> so that's Sweet. where we are all right um who's calling the bottom though F- bottom caller number one who's this david
0: kathy wood goes on coinbase and gbtc buying spree i'm not sure if you're calling the bottom with that but it's just implied uh kathy wood of arc invest she buys well arc excuse me buys 1.3 million shares of coin coming in at 56 million dollars uh, and she also bought 315,000 Shares of GBTC, basically the the grayscale Bitcoin trust, at $2.5 million. Uh, So, Kathy Wood, going to the market. There you go. Not afraid to call the bottom. Um, Kathy's also not afraid
1: to to, to buy the top as well, as we've seen (laughs) I make a little bit.
0: Kathy's just a buyer, and that's why we (laughs) like her. (laughs) There you go. Dollar
1: cost averaging. Here's this.
0: Here's uh, Kobe. Kobe is calling the bottom in fantastic Kobe fashion. Kobe tweets out the way I see it it's up to us now. Probs can't sit around on the benches anymore to the arena. Uh, this is for those that don't speak Kobe. This is Kobe calling the bottom. You think he's called the bottom? This is Yeah, he's I can't the bottom sit. Here. I
1: can't sit in the benches anymore. To the arena, you have to
0: read a lot into that to be like yeah. that's a bottom call. Yeah. But that's what you're yeah. reading.
1: Yeah. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> All right. Um, so that's happening, and of course we talked about Chris Berninski mm-hmm. last time. He's yep. been calling the bottom. we put out a podcast on that um, mm-hmm. last week. Well, let's talk about another thing that's happening in the markets, and this is the journey towards people going bankless. What uh, what I love to hear.
0: Uh, we are looking at Ryan people going bankless Uh, so this is a chart of the amount of assets uh, AUM of all centralized exchanges Uh, and so right at right before the FTX demise we were coming in at basically 130 billion dollars of money inside exchanges Uh, then the FTX happens and we are now clocking in at just above a hundred billion dollars so we almost have 30 billion dollars of people taking well We also lost some capital, so there's that. Uh, But (laughs) but also, people have taken a lot of that money off of exchanges into self-custody. If it's not on a centralized exchange, it's in self-custody. So we are watching people in real time take custody over their assets. Cool.
1: Like I, that. is that okay david i mean they're doing it out of fear rather than love they're going back that's fine for, it doesn't
0: fear? it doesn't matter that's we'll, fine we'll take them fear, we'll take
1: fear them. or love either yep. whatever the motivation is we'll, we'll take, take it, it. Um yep. this is some interesting motivation some uh metrics coming out of polygon on mm-hmm. uniswap as well what are we looking at
0: yeah polygon uh the uniswap implementation on polygon hit its all-time high in volume numbers with 10 Days to go in November. So this is monthly volume. And November has already beaten all previous months in terms of all-time high. And we still have, and at the time that this was tweeted, we still had 10 days to go. So Polygon, Uniswap on Polygon putting in some, some massive numbers. I think that's, uh, wow, is that? Oh, yeah, $3.3 billion so far. In the first 20 days of november so yeah, congrats to, to the uh, uniswap implementation on polygon yeah I've never con- con- congratulated a specific implementation <laughs> of a protocol before but here we go congrats on the
1: version update to ios software to apple <laughs> Yeah, fantastic uh well it's cool i mean uniswap on main chain hit all-time highs too i mean we uh, not all-time mm-hmm. highs excuse me but um we're just crushing it in terms of, yeah. of volume last week we were talking about that this is, though, I think this is my favorite chart right now yeah, in yeah. all of crypto. It's the mm-hmm. only chart that makes me uh, bullish, I guess. <laughs> um, what are we looking at here? This is a chart from Token Terminal, uh-huh. and it is, I think, um, something that I hope has been impressed upon regular Bankless listeners' heads, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. concept that we've been talking about from the very beginning. But why don't you explain the chart, and then we can talk about the significance here
0: okay so on this chart we see two things we see the purple line which is the eth price chart i'm sure no one really needed that because we all know what the chart looks like probably uh the green area which largely corresponds with the actual price chart when there's spikes spikes in the price chart there's definitely spikes in the green area the green area uh and there's two different axes here you have of course the eth price uh or the eth market cap and then you also have revenue and that is what the green thing is, the green, the green, the, green the green thing is profit, I believe, actually. It's earnings. Oh, it's earnings. Excuse me. Okay, so net net revenue, right? Net earnings. Yes, right? and how do we
1: calculate? So the way we calculate earnings mm-hmm. is we take um, revenue mm-hmm. uh, minus costs, effectively.
0: Fees, transaction fees, yes. minus block reward issuance. So how much people spend on a transaction Aggregated into a block, minus how much that block, how much ether that block issues.
1: Yes. And so as we've said, I hope this is uh, nailed into people's heads. What do blockchains sell, David? What do they block sell? Block space.
0: They, they spell block space, Ryan. That's yep. the only thing that they have. They o- only the only thing that space. they sell is blocks, block space. All right? Yes. So blocks,
1: blockchain sell blocks. Blockchain sell blocks. This is the the profit on the sale mm-hmm. of blocks for Ethereum. You're seeing that right. in green. And right. by the way, this is an all-time history chart yes, it for goes all the way back. It and so goes what goes are we seeing in
0: the green, David, from the early days up until now? Up until now, when the price of Ether goes up, the loss of Ethereum, the, the negative earnings, goes up. And this is the fundamental like problem with proof of work is that as Ether goes up, the size of the block reward goes up, right? So Ether started at like $10, and then in 2017, it got up to $1,400. So the revenue that uh, was coming, the issuance coming out of Ethereum for every single block, did a 14x, right? Uh, That was just sold. That wasn't captured. That was just sold. That's loss, because that is what uh, people, Ethereum is not collecting enough, uh, f- transaction fee revenue to offset the amount of ether so that they are it's issuing. Basically, selling its product at a loss. And right, the higher the and price goes, and it's worse in bull markets. Yes, not the better. The loss. Exactly. Yes, and so the higher transaction fees under a proof of work paradigm, the higher uh, the higher the price of ether, the bit more the loss Ethereum has because the U.S. dollar amount is sold. Um, if you controlled for ether, this would be a different story. Uh, but this is what we're looking at in dollars. At the very end of this chart, if you zoom all the way into the very end uh, where there's the merge, you can see that all of the loss goes away, and there's. Mm bits of profit <laughs> little bits of profit you can see you can see small little spikes of the upside uh but of course if we went to ultrasound.money you would see how much we have been able to recapture uh via the combination of the 1559 and proof of stake. okay anyways the point is that ethereum is now profitable, profitable. we are in the green for and that the is first time f- ever in all of crypto in the entire industry the first profitable blockchain that happened with the merge and now we are seeing some data on this. it's happening in a bear market when
1: people aren't looking do you know what yes. this reminds me of a little bit is um do you know uh amazon during the the dot-com bust mm-hmm. um people like it's over dot-coms are over amazon goes down 95 percent. Mm-hmm. okay during that time it was absolutely crushing it in right, right in, in terms of market in terms of the core metrics for people who are looking but no one noticed why because mm-hmm. Websites were dead, like dot-coms right. were dead. Amazon was never coming back. These are the sorts of silent metrics we should be looking at here. And only people who are in the space and who haven't left, only the settlers, not the tourists, are paying attention. Because the uh, this is, by the way, the first blockchain in history to ever go profitable. And it's not happening during a, a bull run. It's when it's easy. During, <laughs> when it's easy. It's happening during the bear run. and uh, And... I think, David, you have some mm-hmm. extrapolation on these numbers because uh, I was getting yeah, so the agenda and you somehow slipped this
0: in. I what put if- in my research <laughs> hat and my data analysis hat, and I made an extrapolation for the next bull run, uh, and I put that into this chart here. <laughs> Ex- explain to me how you uh, extrapolated the profit in yeah. the next uh, bull run. Uh, so what I did is, you actually might notice that the shape of the green revenue chart on the right Looks is the same shape as the green loss revenue in the <laughs> 2017. And I flipped it and I made it way bigger. <laughs> and that well, is
1: my projection. <laughs> David is roughly projecting that um, all of this loss turns to, uh, to profit on the other yeah. side during the, during the bull market. And yeah. um, we all know who are the recipients of, of, of that profit. Um, who gets that the upside uh, that, on this? That's a
0: good question. Uh, is it ether holders? I think it might be David. Oh, I think I think yeah. it might be.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, look, that's happening in the background. It's a chart that makes both David and myself uh,
0: optimistic, s- stupid and bullish like, again. God, imagine Ryan if like that if it was going in the opposite direction, if it was negative and all this bad news. it'd be like, sweet. There's like literally nothing that's cool about crypto right
1: guys, now, guys. I just want to say this is not the story for for all chains. This is this yeah. is the other thing, right? Is like you have to decide if you're going to hold through this bear market, you have to decide what assets you're going to hold what you have conviction mm-hmm. on coming out of this. Uh, perhaps, this story, perhaps the one that's generating revenue. You can't see this story in other chains. You won't see right. this. Nothing gets other communities and
0: such. but Except um, for BNB. Except for BNB, because Bn- that's what well, the buyback B&B. and burn chain. BNB <laughs> chain has this similar mechanism. It's, it's, it's uh, manual, but sure. it's fine. Sure. Um,
1: in Bottom line, what does this mean? Is the block space that we're selling, the product that we're selling, Uh, is profitable now, and it hasn't previously been until now. Uh, I think we've beaten that dead horse. Here's something cool, though. All right, so this is Thursday when this episode is released, but on Friday, Bankless is doing a Black Friday deal, okay? Hmm. And so we have this thing, if you've never... Uh, gotten into kind of the, the newsletter side of things or the, the membership uh, side of things, we have this thing we call a bankless premium membership. All sorts of great perks. The newsletter, you get the premium podcast feed. I uh, get all sorts of Which content has no extras. Ads. Yes, and uh, you get um, uh, you, you also get uh, our airdrop um, reports. You get all kind of our token ratings reports, all sorts of things. And this is actually, um, because it's been such a crazy bad month, And because it's Black Friday, this is the most discounted we've ever offered a bankless subscription. I'm looking Mm -hmm. at a draft email here, but it's set to go out tomorrow morning, Friday morning. So if you want to get the 25% discount, the way you do it is you go to newsletter.banklesshq.com and sign up. You will get this email. Uh, delivered to you and you have the opportunity to upgrade to bankless premium for 25% off this will only be like a black friday thing i think it expires have like, we ever
0: done a discount before Ryan?
1: we have done discounts in the past but never this high this is a 25% okay. discount uh-huh. and when we do discounts it's always a very time limited window and this is the biggest one uh time limited so anyway if you've been looking for an excuse to upgrade to Bankless Premium, see what the... Oh, by the way, I
0: didn't even... Yeah, there is a huge excuse (laughs) to upgrade to Bankless Premium. Why? What are we doing next year? Because you might notice some uh, interesting new branding, uh, some new uh, images going out into what we are calling Bankless 2.0. We are migrating from Substack onto our own platform, got our own website, own designers. It looks so good. Uh, And we now have Bankless's own self-sovereign hub for cooler and neater things. Uh, and so uh, Bankless during the last bear market went from zero to one, as in we didn't exist and then we existed. And now we're going from one to 10, it feels like. <laughs> uh, and this Wait, you is, said this was 2.0,
1: but it's a 10x improvement. It's
0: always, it's always yeah, it's, it's about a one order of magnitude of growth. Uh, and this is part of that story. Bankless is going to look brand new. Very, it's very gonna, soon, it's going to be great. It's, we're going to incorporate collectibles. We're going to mm-hmm.
1: incorporate the POAP badges. Anyway, uh, that's not here yet. That's like January. But January-ish, you get twenty five percent off
0: if when it when yeah. it comes. Yeah, you're not going to get twenty five percent when everyone right. wants it. Yes,
1: exactly. All right, wait. Well, well, uh, we might be reminding you once or twice uh, as well about this at <laughs> <laughs> the course of the show. Um, we really want you guys in into this. Um, right. I yeah. think it'd be cool to kind of grow grow uh, Growing, the nation this yeah. way. All right, we got some stuff coming
0: up next, David. What are we going to talk about? Uh, is Genesis going to take down the industry, Ryan? Mm, that question. is what everyone is worried about. Uh, the FTX story continues all the way to Capitol Hill. Uh, and like I said, Ave is left with bad debt after someone tries to short Curve and then Curve Sucker Punch that Curve shorter by releasing a new stablecoin product Ooh, and they I got like liquidated. The yeah. Anyways, we're going to tell those stories and more right after we talk to some of these fantastic sponsors that help you go bankless. The Brave Wallet is your secure, multi-chain on-ramp into Web3, and it's built directly into the Brave Privacy Browser. Gone are the days of managing multiple wallet extensions that put you at risk of phishing, spoofs, and tracking. With the Brave Wallet, you can securely manage your crypto assets across more than 100 different chains, including Ethereum, Layer 2s, Solana, and more, all without downloading risky extensions. The Brave Wallet is easy to set up and removes the headache of jumping between wallets and extensions. It's lightweight, but packed with great features, like built-in token swaps, buying and holding NFTs, with a gallery view and support for hardware wallets. But also much more than that, because Brave is shipping new features every single month with a mission to make Web3 easier to navigate for its over 55 million users. Wallet extensions are a thing of the past. So get started with Brave's Web3 Ready browser today and experience a decentralized web seamlessly without all the clutter. You can download the browser at brave.com slash bankless and click the wallet icon to get started. TrueFi is DeFi's largest credit protocol, connecting global lenders with institutional-grade lending opportunities. TrueFi has completed over $1.7 billion in originations and paid out nearly $35 million to lenders, proving that DeFi is ready to take its next big leap into the $8 trillion credit market. TrueFi gives lenders like you access to sustainable, high-yield opportunities backed by real-world investments, usually reserved for high-net-worth individuals. At the same time, fund managers use TrueFi's financial infrastructure to bring their portfolios on-chain, benefiting from the global liquidity, cost savings, and transparency of DeFi. TrueFi is a decentralized financial utility. The protocol is owned and governed by the TrueFi DAO, and TrueFi is here to bring DeFi into the golden age, bridging the power and access of crypto with institutional grade lending opportunities and portfolio tooling. Explore the diverse financial opportunities available on TrueFi or launch your own portfolio at TrueFi.io. The question
1: on everyone's mind going into this Thanksgiving: will Genesis fail? The Barry? Silbert, Empire, Grayscale, Genesis, is this the next point of contagion? David, we've got some things that are developing this week. Can you tell us the story of DCG Group, Genesis, Grayscale,
0: and what we need to know at this point in time? All the way back in June of 2021, Ryan, almost a year and a half ago, Barry Silbert, who's the the head guy at Digital Currency Group, who's a very informed, been, been in OG, been around since like 2012, 2013. He tweets out, and if you remember, June is right after that big... Big liquidation candle from, like, Ether's all, like, all-time high at the time from $4,300 down to, like, $1,700. I goes barely from remember to... that, but yeah, yes. Right. It was, the, it was the first big drawdown after the bull market started. Okay. And Barry Silbert says, he tweets out, right after that happened, there's a daisy chain of borrowers and lenders in the crypto space, most well-capitalized, but some are not. Lots of leverage still in the system, including some non-obvious places. Important to understand counterparty risk and where the weak links are in the chain. Wow, does that tweet hit different now? Hmm. As it turns out, uh, it would take a year for all of that daisy chain of liquidation events to show up. Uh, and Ryan, that is the video that you and I made yesterday. Uh, yes. So it was a hour and fifty minute this long was video. Here. This was Charlie me. From I was Char- Charlie from Oliver doing the whole like conspiracy thing, starting with going all the way back to 2020 when the GBTC trade was on, mm-hmm. and how Three hours Capital leveled up on that, and then they went long on Bitcoin and Ether, and then they went long on Soluna AVAX, and then they got liquidated, and that got liquidated. It's a on Alameda. riveting tale. It's it's pretty crazy, honestly. Yeah. That people are gonna. Um, anyways, Genesis is the final final piece domino? of that puzzle. And we're calling and th- the bottom, we're calling the final domino. We're calling yeah. the final domino. And that's, that is uh, why this, everyone is like so worried about Genesis is because it is the foundation of everything. What is Genesis? It is probably the biggest lending desk in all of crypto. It is the only prime brokerage for all of crypto, uh, facilitated so much of the basal levels of yield across the space, the Gemini Earn program, etc. cetera. Uh, and so the fact and- that we are, have arrived here at Genesis is indicative of like, this is the last domino. This is the last named, one. Appropriately
1: named, arrived at right? Genesis. Genesis? Right, I've been thinking about that. Uh, There's almost something biblical about Genesis. that. Um,
0: right. uh, okay, so
1: uh, just for people who don't know what a prime brokerage is, just mm-hmm. think of it as like a regular brokerage except for big institutions. What yeah. I mean by regular brokerage, maybe you've, you've dabbled in stocks and this sort of thing. So maybe you have an E-Trade account or a right. Fidelity account or a Charles Schwab account. It's like that only for mega institutions. Mm. And in Genesis's case, a mega institution would be like a large hedge fund, like Ethereum's right. Capital, uh, for instance, and it, it also has some advanced features that they don't generally provide to retail, but you know some some brokerage accounts do, like the ability to go margin long on right. some sort of collateral. So I've got this stock here, I've got this crypto asset here, and it's worth a hundred thousand dollars, right? Can I borrow against that mm-hmm. and go do something with that that leverage with that borrow? And of course the institution, the brokerage can liquidate them, all sorts of things. Anyway, that's all it is. It's actually pretty right. simple. Yeah. It's just not something that regular uh, average Joe people in crypto can access. It was right. the big institutional
0: the big boys. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, people start to get worried about uh, Genesis just because how related they are to every other lending desk in this space. And also on November 9th, they tweet out, uh, we took a $7 million haircut when we liquidated a bunch of collateral uh, involving um, some of the contagion involving Alameda. Only $7 million, tiny, not that bad, not that big of a deal. They're just saying, hey, we took a haircut. Ooh, but the next day they announced that they actually had $175 million in locked funds on the FTX trading account. Uh, But then they said, this does not impact our market making activities. Uh, Six days later, Genesis halts withdrawals in the wake of the FTX collapse. Not going uh, in a good direction. <laughs> that's bad. That's a bad trajectory. Uh, and then, of course, anyone that's plugged into uh, to Genesis, like Gemini Earn, also can no longer facilitate withdrawals. So Gemini Earn has to stop. Uh, facilitating withdrawals. Well, that does uh, have
1: retail exposure right there.
0: Right, and now people. This is max fear. Crypto Twitter was in a state of max fear all of this week, to the point where Grayscale, which is part of Digital Currency Group, part of the same subsidiary that Genesis is, although these are separate entities in of themselves, Grayscale felt compelled to tweet out in the wake of recent events. Our <clears> investors <throat> should know that the safety and security of the holdings underlying Grayscale digital asset products are unaffected. Hmm. Saying, "Hey, we still have all the assets under the balance sheet, just because Grays- uh, Genesis." Is, is like has a hole in their wall it doesn't mean that like our assets are affected. These are un unrelated, and then on November 20th, it leaks that there was an undisclosed loan from Genesis to Digital Currency Group. Again, nothing to do with Grayscale, and I'll just plant this flag. Grayscale's totally fine, there is no further news. Grayscale's totally fine. Uh, this is just between Genesis and the larger uh, Digital Currency Group, the thing that owns Genesis. There was an undisclosed loan from Genesis to Digital Currency Group, and that perked a bunch of people's ears. So, like, all right, like, well, these are owned by the same umbrella. Why are they like loaning each other money? anyways
1: and, and given recent events people are probably harkening back to ftx right. and alameda
0: exactly but self-dealing exactly yes uh anyways uh, that was a very fast timeline <laughs> just to recap uh november 8th uh no material net credit exposure november 9th we lost at a million dollars okay november 10th we lost 175 million dollars november 16th sorry no with new withdrawals we don't have any money for you uh sev- november 17th okay we need 1 billion dollars november 21st which was two days ago okay we'll go bankrupt without the money so we need to fundraise a billion dollars uh and so then frank Shaparo out of the block uh he disclosed he reveals that sources uh tell the block that uh genesis has been uh, struggling to raise emergency emergency capital they wanted to raise a billion dollars but they are lowering that to 500 million dollars because it faces potential bankruptcy without funding oof not looking good everyone's ptsd from the week prior is getting triggered um Barry Silbert, the owner of Digital Currency Group, the guy that like owns everything, the guy that tweeted out the Daisy Chain of uh, borrowers and lenders. basically,
1: uh, the uh, the Sam Bankman. Sorry, I shouldn't say the yes. Sam Bankman Freed because that has negative connotations. Right. Barry Silbert is not Sam Bankman Freed from a right. kind of scammer perspective, but he just is the leader. He's the leader. The leader, leader the Godfather, the, the major yeah. owner behind Digital Currency Group, which is Genesis and Grayscale mm-hmm. and, and associated companies. Right.
0: Yes. Barry writes and sends out a letter to all Digital Currency Group investors to clear up some of the details, uh, and someone, uh, this Twitter account, Tradfy Whale, put in a nice summary thread, which we will go ahead and read here. Um, starting with the tweet number one, Barry states that D- DCG had, has three loans, a $350 million revolver, a line of credit, to a $1.1 billion loan from Genesis, which is due on June of uh, uh, 23. three uh, 32. To, uh, 23 that's, like a that, that, that's a typo oh, oh is, is that it? oh is it is it a 10 year i think it's a 10 year okay that's probably a 10 year that's probably right and also another 575 million dollar loan due may of 23 that's the 23 loan that i thought yep. so what does this mean a revolver is a short-term credit facility that a co- uh, company generally pays an upfront fee to have to help with cash flow issues it usually has a high interest rate and restrictive covenants that need to be maintained generally revolvers are used as stopgaps for working capital or as a time uh, in or as a last resort in times of stress this is not a great sign that dcg has this revolver but then again that's why it is there Mm. the second loan 1.1 billion dollars due in june of 2032 this is where it gets very sketchy basically when three arrows capital went under genesis had a large hole in its balance sheet i think uh like three arrows capital blew something like a 200 to 400 million dollar hole in june of this year june of this year yeah yes Mm -hmm. They were insolvent and in order of Genesis was insolvent. And in order to solve this, they did this a little bit of magic accounting while also putting DCG, the parent company at risk. So DCG took on the liability of Genesis, the hole in Genesis balance balance sheet, but they didn't have the cash to give Genesis for its hole in the balance sheet. So they took out a $1.1 billion 10 year loan from Genesis and then they gave the money back to Genesis to fill the gap. But up in a whole, whole totally plugged, right, Ryan? It's
1: totally, it's totally crazy how many people were just swimming with no pants back yeah. in June. And we didn't yeah. know. And it was we all did because know. of the Doquan <laughs> blow yeah. up and yeah. eight, three years capital blow up. And it, yeah. these were one of them. It was kind mm-hmm. of tenuous at that time for yep. DCG
0: so the 1.1 billion dollar came from the lending book gemini earn and other retail yield products that use genesis oof so retail is paying for this uh essentially genesis borrowed from their own deposits to fill the hole but use digital currency group as the go-between to make it legal Yikes. also there's another 100 and 575 million dollar loan due in may of 23 so uh you know that's not that far away um So this explains why investors are balking with DCG. This is clearly not fully above board. What next? Genesis has a liquidity shortfall of 1.675 billion right now to the depositors of the lending book. It needs to file for bankruptcy. I suspect that they uh, they were trying to get someone to buy out DCG's 10-year bond at some discount to give liquidity to depositors, but no takers. DCG Grayscale business, uh, the Grayscale business from DCG is extremely valuable. Uh, So here's what they did. Genesis was insolvent. DCG bailed it out and so the equity holders of DCG are now at stake. The other thing that is in DCG is grayscale and so since the it was basically the equity of gray, of DCG that plugged the genesis hole but the equity of DCG is involved with Grayscale. So and this by is where the way, Grayscale.
1: Grayscale is minting money. By the way, I think you Printing have a Printing money. I think you have a chart early, like uh, later on. That's like mm-hmm. what it, it, Grayscale. The, and the, by the way, the Grayscale products are what ETH, ETH, um, E mm-hmm. that you can buy in g- a trading right. account, it's a trust and GBTCs. This is where you can kind of buy, you know, proxy trust type ETF uh, product, not ETFs, but those types of products inside right. of your retirement account. How mm-hmm. much was that minting, David? Hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay. And that's just like this year. I think there's a chart we have about that later. So that's a totally healthy, very profitable business, completely solvent. The problem is that's bundled up with this whole Genesis thing. I guess the problem for DCG is, and so they're using some of that funding to try to bail out DCG.
0: Right. excuse me, to bail out Genesis. Right. So the equity, the value of Grayscale, the company, is is backstopping the value of DCG, the equity, and DCG's equity is basically what's plugging the hole in Genesis. Yikes. Yes. Okay, uh, con- I see the Contagion, problem. contagion, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, to, to resume, DCG's Grayscale company, extremely valuable. Uh, DCG does not want to fire sale this, so they will li- likely let Genesis go under... DCG and DCG probably should have no problem raising $575 million by May of 2023 to pay back that loan. The question is whether they spin off Grayscale and sell some equity at a depressed valuation or they fire, sale bury crypto tokens and raise equity or long-term debt at the DCG entity. It looks like to me, that DCG will not file for bankruptcy. Grayscale is easily worth over a billion dollars. So TLDR, Genesis borrowed from depositors to fill the hole in their balance sheet. Damn, I've heard that one before. By using DCG as a go-between entity, Genesis likely filing for bankruptcy. I think creditors will eventually get most of their money back and DCG will survive with a black eye and a marred reputation. And that is the story. Wow. You know what this looks like, David, is not quite SBF level no, this is no there's no fraudulence here I don't think well. at all
1: question mark it's, this kind of thing is sketchy
0: yeah. barring filling holes go between to make it legal from dcg grayscale this is some right. s- questionable things some sketchiness here okay it's questionable in contrast to ftx which was just an absolute <laughs> fraud no show question. there's no question could there be a bigger this, fraud? this is all like you would have, you could probably take them to court and but like you could definitely argue that this is above board
1: maybe yes uh so but but what's going to happen from this is like this this person predicts that um, DC DCG will survive with a black eye and a marred reputation yeah. and uh, Genesis, will probably get some of uh, its money back mm-hmm. uh, in some way. So people aren't like creditors to Genesis aren't completely sunk. I don't know how right. all of this resolves, but we'll come to the The market this, liked it.
0: So the market this is when this news came out, this it's is not as bad moved, as FTF right. FTX. Not even close. Ether went up a hundred dollars, Bitcoin went up like almost a thousand dollars. So when this news came out the market was like, okay, this isn't so bad.
1: This is a huge black eye to the Barry Silbert Empire though. Yeah. One of the OGs yeah. was just taking down a whole bunch of notches right. after this. For,
0: the, for those that don't know, uh, DCG also owns owns CoinDesk, uh, so that is also part of the DCG group. A fire sale of CoinDesk, maybe. Uh, I don't no, know. no, I don't think so. It's all part that's, of the same. You could sell anything
1: if you I ha- guess so. like you have to. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so that's what's happening. Do you have any update for people? Poor, like retail has yeah. money stuck in uh, Gemini. For me, David, do you have any updates yeah. for me? Any good news, please?
0: <laughs> well, I'm happy to let you know, Ryan, that Gemini put out a tweet thread updating their uh, Earn customers with yes. what's going on, and they said that there is no update. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> I have
1: heard through back channels that maybe some people are getting their GUSD out. Not quite sure about this, but just the GUSD. Oh, I, just don't, USD? I don't okay. know if that, that hasn't been totally confirmed, but, um, so I don't know about that for if, all I know is, uh, any crypto that I had in, uh, Gemini earn is still stuck. I do know this and
0: they're not really updating. They Can have we issue to poaps for every instance of Ryan lost, lost no. money in his no. in crypto pay. Only if we issue year? a po for David's bottom calls, <laughs> then we'll, then
1: it will call it even <laughs> Uh, big secondary market for for bankless bad call poaps here. Yeah. Oh uh, what's this uh, this take on the SEC?
0: So for yeah, I thought this but, was this was okay. useful. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the contagion of 2022 is underpinned by the GBTC negative premium. So in theory, one GPTC is backed by one Bitcoin. Yet there's a discount. Well, there's a discount of 42%, as in the GBTC asset is actually priced 42% below what is the net asset value of all Bitcoin in Grayscale. And that is because they can't turn the damn thing into an ETF because the SEC won't let them. I'm going to look at the uh, chart
1: real quick while you're t- just explaining that's that. That's bad. If, that's if a you bad want to see the chart, the chart right? it is basically if you buy GBTC in your brokerage account and buy
0: this GBTC trust. You're getting it at a forty-three percent discount, right? It's cheap Bitcoin. It is cheap Bitcoin, but there's no assurances that that discount is going to go back to zero.
1: Yes, and it's also it's yeah. That's why it's Bitcoin, like uh, you know, um, uh, Bitcoin TM, Bitcoin Bitcoin TM. like Ben Hunt, our friend said Bitcoin. It's very much Bitcoin TM. It's some Bitcoin covered, wrapped in a trust, wrapped in a like proxy price thing. It's not a real Bitcoin spot ETF, is it?
0: Yes. Okay, so back to the tweet. This I just thought this tweet was great. Uh, by failing to create an ETF for Bitcoin, the SEC allowed the grayscale to GBTC trade to rip retail for five plus years. Uh, that's the reason why the, the discount is there is because like... Uh, Other people are able to milk retail out of their holdings because they're diluting retail and selling it into the market. Also, Also charging two percent for just holding Bitcoin—that's why Grayscale is so profitable. That's why Grayscale is so profitable. All big, all the net uh, value of all assets under Grayscale, Grayscale charges two percent. That is an absurd fee if compared to an ETF. But we can't have that ETF because Gary Gensler doesn't let us. Anyways, it also the SEC also forced most trading outside of U.S. jurisdiction, which allowed for the contagion to go rampant and also let FTX's fraud hit millions of Americans and it couldn't. Uh, anyway, so I just thought that was a good tweet. Yeah.
1: Um, protecting retail? Question mark?
0: Uh, <laughs> that that discount, by the
1: way, is uh, the record discount, 43%. Yes, I somewhat off. wonder. I wonder if this is kind of a bo- like bottom call. It's like... Yes. I mean, are you bullish GBDC? At the, I at think this tracks? is
0: not necessarily bullish well that would GBTC. cause you to be bullish Bitcoin how about I am bullish Bitcoin just I'm way? bullish on Ethermore okay the point the, the this bull market Ryan the 2020 bull market at mm. the start of 2020 it was indicated by a pr- premium in GBTC as in People were buying this. Bitcoin more than people were supplying Bitcoin to the trust. So people were buying Bitcoin at a premium because that's they wanted demand for Bitcoin. And so this the the coming 2020 and 2021 bull market was marked by external outside demand for GBTC. Mm-hmm. It's been negative ever since. And so we are so low. We have 42.7% off of the premium. And that is that is a new low. And to me, that is just indicative of. Kind of another bottom signal, a bunch of sea of other bottom signals. And you could solve
1: this very easily if you're the SEC by just converting this sucker into an ETF. Mm -hmm. And then it basically trades for something that is much more proximate to spot price of Bitcoin.
0: So it would unlock. There's there's something like 800,000 Bitcoins in Grayscale. It would unlock uh, 42 percent of the capital of all of that assets that's that's available and which, the reason and it's they, going
1: down is what people are fire sailing
0: like, people are selling. yeah they need liquidity so they, they're saying i'm not going to wait for my for it to turn into one bitcoin i'm just going to sell at a 42 percent loss Brutal. oh this was the chart read this mm-hmm. uh this is a, a chart from shank chaparro grayscale bought brought in 477 million in estimated revenue since the beginning of this year wow for its com- com- combined GBTC and eeth products Wow. Uh, Almost half a billion for a year. For doing
1: what? For five hundred uh, million dollars. producing
0: that product for retail. And what is the
1: product? You hold custody in Coinbase custody. Coinbase custody uh-huh. gets a cut. What is yep. the product beyond this? You could I, I don't know how many people they have at grayscale, but like that's a lot, that's a very healthy margin. Does it, of it money. take twenty people to run this, thirty yeah. people and yeah. five hundred million dollars? Yeah. yeah, I mean, so the last Twitter thread said that this thing was worth a billion dollars. That is way underplaying it. Just do a, a revenue multiple on five hundred million. Mm-hmm. You know right. what? Like a five x revenue multiple, uh, or ten x something like that. You're already like five billion dollars, two point five billion. Like this thing's worth a lot because of this stupid arbitrage. Because of mm-hmm. the <laughs> that's how. Another way to say this: uh, retail spent in addition to getting destroyed in all sorts of other ways in crypto retail spent a 500 million dollars in fees on these subpar products this year sick and it's not grayscale's fault they're trying to get an etf i mean this piece of it wasn't uh but yeah it's waste okay so why do you think this is the last domino to fall david is just we'll we'll get this
0: out of our system contagion genesis the last piece and then it's over so the contagion Of 2022 started with Three Arrows Capital. Where did Three Arrows Capital get all their money? They got all their money by milking the GBTC premium. Uh, Retail and like you know traditional uh, people would buy GBTC on the stock market. That would create the premium. Uh, What what would Three Arrows Capital do? They would take bitcoins, which by the way they borrowed from Genesis, uh, and then they would get that into the grayscale trust, so they think they could park at that arbitrage, and that was Three Arrows Capital's first big like profit. And then they just levered up all the way and through and through and through. And so, the, uh, and so many people followed them into this trade. Uh, they, they borrowed more with Genesis. They went long Bitcoin and Ether, which worked well for them. Then they went along Soluna, AVAX, which, which went well for them. Then the Fed raised interest rates, Terra collapsed. All the illiquid uh, altcoins like went down 80 percent. Bitcoin and Ether went down 50 uh, percent. 3 hours Capital gets liquidated. Alameda gets liquidated. Uh, then Alameda plugs the hole with their fake FTT funny money from FTX and also a bunch of customer deposits. Uh, that plugs the hole for like four or five months, six months. Uh, but that hole finally opens up again. FTX is collapsed. Uh, that's gone. And now we are at the final place where it all started which is <laughs> gbtc and grayscale so we've come full circle so there's no that that's the whole thing and so we are the bull market started with the GBTC premium and it will end with the gbtc discount uh that just makes sense to me and also grayscale pile, going under
1: there was a pile of dominoes but it was just in a circle not yep. a straight line yep. and uh, last one to collapse um i think by the way you just gave the explanation of what just happened over the last two years in about 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we are calling this the uh you know, everything from 2021 onwards at some level has kind of been Ponzi funny money economics yeah. in crypto, right? Yeah, and to so see it. no no surprise then that we are resetting the clock and going back to 2021 yep. January prices, which is about where we are. So right. in a way, not yep. surprising given what's happened. All right, let's go check in on FTX and oh, Sam. Boy. Some stuff happened this week. Let's burn through this quick. FTX bankruptcy hearing. What are the takeaways uh, from this? Yeah,
0: so I got some notes here. So there was a bankruptcy hearing. Uh, You could have been into the Zoom to watch. Uh, But basically the TLDR is that FTX is being investigated by state and federal regulators. It's still unclear what exactly FTX has in terms of assets and liabilities uh, because they didn't do accounting. So they're trying to figure that out. Uh, The lawyers representing FTX told the judge, you have witnessed probably one of the most abrupt and difficult collapses in the history of corporate America calling the FTX worldwide organization Sam bankman frieds personal fiefdom and alleged gross mismanagement. Yes. Um, kind of like the Celsius ba- Celsius bankruptcy issue, customer privacy is also going to be a big question. Uh, nice. Th- the parties are going to try and find a way to balance publishing the names, addresses, and email addresses of okay, all creditors, including FTX's customers, and not doing that. So, like, how do we do this? I don't know. They're going to try to figure that out. don't do that. Uh, also, the jurisdiction. There's a jurisdictional fight between the U.S. and the Bahamas. Who has the assets, right? Uh, that is at a ceasefire, at least for now. A Bahama-appointed uh, judge. Joint provisional liquidators have agreed to allow for the FTX's Digital Markets Chapter 15 bankruptcy in the Southern District of New York to be transferred to Delaware to join the other 101 Chapter 11 bankruptcy cases. Uh, Chapter yeah, 11, baby. Sweet. Uh, so that was the TLDR of the FTX bankruptcy hearing. Meanwhile... What a mess. years. take years. Take years. Uh, Sam Bankman-Fried sends an email to employees. Did you read this, Ryan? No, I'm reading it now. Well, uh, I, he would like off. he would like to tell the employees that he's really sorry and that Kay. none of this was their fault. He said that like five times. And I'm sure <laughs> as an true. employee, I'm being like, I never thought it was my fault, bro. This is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you say? Yeah. I, I,
1: I don't know what you say. I just... Would- stop talking at this point but um sam feel seems
0: unable to do that mm-hmm. i don't know if there's anything you could say um I've I, feel read, I read deeply sorry whole thing what happened there was nothing there was the only thing that really stuck out to me this slide was kind of interesting where he just did some back of the napkin math about like what happened and he's <laughs> this guy has no clue what assets or liabilities they have he's just like okay so number one a crash in the market uh led uh uh this last spring led to a 50 percent reduction in value of the collateral in ftx 50 billion in collateral 60 billion in collateral with only 2 billion in liabilities turns into 3 billion 30 billion and of collateral and 2 billion of liabilities he's just doing a napkin math also he's just like aggregating all assets and collateral be like yeah this is our balance sheet and if we got this information on twitter (laughs) never (laughs) mind how this is customer deposits and should not be considered like collateral Anyways, uh, if you are interested in reading Sam's letter to employees, there's a link in the show notes. Cool. Um, yeah,
1: why not? Yeah. Make an NFT out of it. I don't yeah. know. Sad. <laughs> what are we looking at here? This is a really cool uh, chart. Yeah, it's a really uh, cool chart. Yeah, yeah like, so uh, this just shows
0: the FTX SBF empire between Alameda Research, FTX it's US, huge. FTX, and FTX Ventures, and all of these things and, that they have invested in, that they're owners of. There's a lot of investments. There's a lot of investments. I can't believe Sam did
1: all of this in four short years, David. Yeah. All of this. Yeah. Like, like the guy came on the scene in in 2018. Um, You know what? You know what's kind of weird to me is like we should have probably popped our heads out and been like, how does somebody go from like nothing to 30 billion dollars in crypto in one cycle?
0: Isn't that the story of crypto? Isn't that why people come here though?
1: Like that is the story. Not in one cycle. I think like the Voorhees of the, like the people who've been here, it, you have to do, if you're doing this the right way, mm-hmm. you have to do it over multiple cycles. Like yes. the Brian Armstrong. And so I'm I it's f- like,
0: not really crazy to make a bunch of wealth. That level of magnitude was unheard of, but like, I don't know. I think it's, I think that's Next a hindsight 2020 a Sam- kind of thing. Probably.
1: But my antennas are, are going to be forever up about this kind of yeah. thing. Is like, we probably like, how did that happen? How do you go from zero to thirty billion? Right. It's your first cycle?
0: Well, everyone that's um, made a made a ton of money too quickly also lost it really quickly in mm. 2022. Uh, so that mm-hmm. definitely tracks. Uh, meanwhile, in unrelated news, Elizabeth Holmes just got sentenced for eleven and a quarter years in prison, um, completely unrelated. Uh, just well, she did was scam investors, she didn't <laughs> steal deposit money. Yeah, right. Uh, okay, but then uh, the hacker, the FTX exploiter, has converted millions of ether into REN Bitcoin tokens. Oh, that's a background story. There's it's a, a, there's a story, hacker yeah. yeah. who has
1: managed to um, get FTX some FTX funds while their security was down, I guess, right? Yes, right. And yep. we're and tracking I, this hacker on chain.
0: And this was what I was alluding to earlier in the market section about why the Ether Bitcoin uh, ratio is down this week. Uh, the hacker is selling Ether for Bitcoin, which is actually confusing a lot of people in crypto Twitter, because Ether is generally the more censorship resistant capable asset out of the two, uh, because you can do things with Ether. Uh, so on Sunday, hacker moved over 5000 ether of the stolen funds to a new wallet, and then later, an additional thirty-five thousand ether was also moved over to that wallet into three separate transactions. That new wallet started to convert ether to Ren Bitcoin using One Inch. If you aren't familiar with what Ren Bitcoin is, Ren is like this inter-blockchain protocol network. So, you, if you have Ren Bitcoin on, on Ethereum, you can transfer that Bitcoin over to the Bitcoin network. Um, uh, First, transactions had 4,000 Ether being converted to wrapped BTC and then traded into Ren BTC. Uh, and the Ren Bridge has also previously been used to uh to launder stolen funds, uh, at least 540 million dollars of it in other instances. And so, maybe that's what's going on here. I don't really know. David, um, that the hacker is a Bitcoin maximalist, uh, I think clearly that explains it. Clearly. <laughs> Good luck with that, yeah, right? Uh, okay, um. And so, there's uh, moving on to into different stories in the SPF verse. Uh, Forbes put out this article that says, really, that SPF, his, he wasn't really as lucrative as he was made out to be. Uh, his twenty twenty one tax return shows a net operating loss of three point seven billion dollars. They lost three point seven billion dollars in twenty twenty one. Oh, that would have been nice
1: to know a year ago.
0: Yeah, I would have loved <laughs> to have known that. How did you lose three point seven billion dollars in twenty twenty one? That in was crypto? the most. That was the most lucrative year of all time. No, how would you do that?
1: I mean, margin, leverage. Like, leverage. I don't even know how you do that. Leverage right, margin. No. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's really... That's, I don't know. That takes skill. It takes skill. That. It takes skill. To lose in 2021. Anyways, so there's a regulator response in Capitol Hill. I thought this was a really useful thread, but and I'm going to try and speed run this as much as possible. Uh, so uh, Ron Hammond says, this week in Congress and crypto, last week, the Blockchain Association hosted our first annual policy summit with industry leaders and regulators, members of Congress and staff. The timing couldn't have been better with the FTX fiasco playing out in real time. Here is what DC is saying. Number one, they are shell-shocked. That is the word mainly used by policymakers when describing the FTX fallout. Many of them met with SPF personally, asked questions at various hearings, or at least knew how often he was in D.C. meeting with colleagues. As more reports about FTX came in, the anger in D.C. rose. Uh, Number two, uh, the Hill is still largely, in fact, finding mode, and that is important. Congress tends to have a knee-jerk reaction to a crisis, but bipartisan calls from Maxine Waters and Patrick McHenry for a hearing in 2022 show the desire to learn, hear from various parties, and then engage. Uh, the uh, Senate uh, Housing fin- and Financial Services Committee uh, light hearing, which is going to happen, likely won't be uh, won't be the only one this year. The Senate Banking, House, and Senate Agricultural Committees have hosted SPF several times in hearings and meetings and likely will want to host a meeting to hear what happened and what can be done to prevent this. Number four, what could have been done? What were the regu- where were the regulators, why did FTX domicile in the Bahamas, and many other questions are I top like of mind. I like that last question. These are some great questions, mm-hmm. uh, and many other questions are top of mind in the Hill. Many still don't uh, know, uh, and thus a large reason to suspect both FTX execs and the regulators will be called in for these hearings. Number five, the episode uh, will easily bleed over into 2023 when the Republicans have the House and the Democrats have the Senate. The fact finding will uh, still continue and both chambers will likely find a bipartisan regulatory solution. Could be bills introduced previously or brand new. Uh, Stablecoin
1: bill still in Mm -hmm. play. Um, Maybe Um, looks like DCCPA is uh, dead. Yeah. That's what he says. Cool. It's largely dead, but it could reappear in a different form. Uh, this is interesting. And, and by the way, this I think this is the Ron ha- 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 Hammond Twitter account. I don't, I don't know who this is, but I think he was the one that tweeted out about, you know, after SBF, Eric Voorhees debate, mm. like everyone in D.C. was talking about this. Yes, yeah um What's so cool. it's interesting that that still happened like 11 days before people in dc that was the conversation and then the next week the weeks that follow it's this yep um i wonder how that changed things damn um,
0: bankless is on their radar that's great s well, yeah <laughs> in, a good great. Way? in a good way in wait, a good wait. way <laughs> uh, come on guys right we're doing the right thing here
1: uh sec facing rising scrutiny after ftx's yeah. uh explicit Implosion? I don't know how they're going to respond to all of this. Yeah, so uh,
0: Bob Menendez, a senior Democrat on the Senate Banking Committee, was asked uh, if the SEC could have been more aggressive in investigating FTX prior to bankruptcy. Guess what his answer was, Ryan?
1: Whose answer? Uh,
0: Bob Menendez, the senior Democrat on the Senate Banking Committee. Oh. He was, yeah. he was asked, could the SEC have been more aggressive in FTX and in investigating FTX prior I to the bankruptcy? Said, I bet he said a uh, oh, hell yeah on that he one. Said, uh, he said, he, uh, the article says, he replied simply, yes, and, <laughs> and asked if he planned to question SEC Gary Gensler about that. Menendez replied, I am. Great. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I wonder what
1: the, uh, the, the tone of the, that speech the pattern thing. was. Yes, I will be doing that. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, what's this? Binance this taking is its shot? Unrelated
0: now. but related. Binance US, US steps into national politics with new campaign packs. So Binance filling the void of FTX <laughs> lobbying. I wonder how that's going to sit with Capitol Hill.
1: Oh boy. More crypto bankers. Woo. Yeah, Very this excited. One, this one from a different part of Just fight for our economy. values, guys. Please uh, yep. don't make the same mistakes. All right. Tell us about this crazy story. Here's okay, the context for the next story. Third big story of the week. This is insane. Can I just say this? So yep. in the mit- in the midst of this chaos... Almost like you know, the little finger chaos is a ladder thing. Mm-hmm. It's like the Joker from Batman. It's just I'm gonna use like chaos in the midst of this. A DeFi attacker starts attacking DeFi, and he had been previously, but yep. now it's like there's weakness in the industry. I'm gonna go attack it. Yep. So give us the context here. It involves a few different uh, exchanges, um, mm-hmm. a few different chains, but uh, try to tell us right. the story, and then like let's get to what happened.
0: Okay, so back in October, the end of October, there is this mango market on Solana was exploited for 114 million dollars. It was it's not a, a Dex, right? It's a Dex, yeah. It was not a hack. Uh, it was an economic exploit. It was like an oracle attack. It was basically market manipulation. So yeah. he used the exchange as intended. He was. They were just able to manipulate the markets in a way that extracted 114 million dollars in an economic exploit. Um, that person uh, is Avra Avraham Eisenberg. Uh, and he declared that he thought that this was just a simply a profitable trading trading uh, strategy, and that everything was legal in open market operations. Technically true. Good luck defending that in court. Anyways, he de- returned 67 million dollars, defended his actions, uh, and then later. Fast forward a few weeks, uh, also now on the Ethereum chain instead of Solana. Eisenberg would put 40 million of USDC inside of Aave to borrow $20 million of Curve, the CRV token from the uh, Curve, Curve exchange. He then sent that 40, uh, uh, 40 million Curve tokens, $20 million, to OKX. Uh, with his short position on Ave, and the idea was that he was just going to dump the curve to short it, and then buy back the curve later at a cheaper price, and be able to park it, the arbitrage. Same thing: economic exploit, market manipulation, trying to trying to like you know eke out some some money, right? This time with a on a bigger network with some mm-hmm. bigger players,
1: like Curve right. is much bigger than um, yes the last target.
0: Exactly. Uh, it just so happens that while this individual had his curve short open. Curve releases the white paper and the code for their stablecoin, which huh. was very hyped, which caused the Curve <laughs> price to to be un, to, to stop going down and to instead go up, and he got short squeezed and liquidated, uh, and so you can actually see the liquidations on chain because this is DeFi, uh, and we are all crypto Twitter is watching this all happen in real time, and so we are we are watching the liquidations roll in in ways that we could not have seen liquidations the liquidations from Ave. So is this uh, a- liquidating this guy uh, Eisenberg because of his short position. Uh, hey, and so we are watching this in real time. In stark contrast to what was going on with FTX and Alameda, uh, and so that is always nice to see. Um, you, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. That's what that's happens. That's exactly right. Playing this game. That's exactly right. Uh, so Ave tweets out about some bad debt. So as a result of the illiquidity of CRV, actually Ave was left with a whopping 1.6 million dollars of million with an million. m with an m yes after We're, after this fierce attack after this fierce fierce attack which represents Ryan a whopping less than 0.1% of total volume on ave got to be I, much I, I, less i can't remember the uh i can't remember the the it's, i saw i saw it it's less
1: than uh, 0.1% excuse much me much less than 1%
0: Yes, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. 0.1%. Yes. Uh, I, saw, I can't remember where the, the numbers were. I saw a tweet, but it, it was something like, I don't know, eight weeks of Ave revenue, I think at worst. Uh, and so, uh, DeFi, even on its worst, is still okay. Uh, robust, right? I mean, robust, all of this happened right. transparently. All of this happened yes, on People change. were watching this happening. People were uh, like, again, this. Genesis had a hole in its balance sheet last May, and we didn't find out we until did November. Not. We watched Ave grow a $1.6 million teeny little hole in its pocket, which is totally going to plug up. And anyways, so that's that story. Uh, But also, Curve, the other big news is that Curve released their stablecoin. Okay. (laughs) Good timing, boys. Wow. Uh, And so this uh, this stablecoin is kind of like MakerDAO, but more governance minimized with an algorithmic liquidation engine. Uh So you can put your collateral into Curve. You can mint their Curve stablecoin. If you get liquidated, it will liquidate you in the most modest amount of increments possible. And then as the price goes back up, it will recapitalize you. Uh, and so it's kind of like MakerDAO. You're still taking leverage. You're still like minting this new stablecoin. Uh, but it is a new decentralized, perhaps What's more a decentralized. What's it by, David? Uh, curve deposits, whatever's in Curve. Whatever's in curve and what Whatever's what in kind curve. of things are in curve right now? like, uh, like stable kind assets. So stablecoins uh, are the big one, but like you have our ETH that's cool. the staked ETH. I wonder I don't know, I don't think that you can make the stable coin out of the ETH pairs, but you can imagine that curve makes the meta staking token. Well, this uh, is the kind of thing
1: I want to have some more time to dig into, to be yeah. honest. To get yeah. us back to our old like kind of DeFi, DeFi roots. building yeah. cool yeah. stuff mm-hmm. rather than yeah. talking about FTX all the time. Yes.
0: This is yeah, a white paper. It's been a while since I've read a good white paper because good old fashioned white, white paper. Old White paper they're coming uh, back yeah uh gauntlet network put out a tweet and gauntlet for those of you who don't know that is a uh, Tarun chitra's organization that they do these economic simulations they made uh as they did the analysis and they made some recommendations they said the attempt to squeeze curve on ave has been unsuccessful and unprofitable despite this ave has accrued a much smaller insolvent position our immediate recommendation is to freeze a number of tail assets on v2 to mitigate the risk of smaller likely unprofitable squeezes DeFi, all of this, these attacks happen in the open,
1: the learnings happen in the open as well, the defense all happens in the open, this is how DeFi levels up, and this Mm -hmm. is why I think what we can build at the end of the day here is a much more resilient financial system, right? We we get the attacks and we adapt, right? right? We get stronger, the shield uh, increases. Uh, for every attack, uh, reharnessing the the energy of the attack.
0: I love I- that that's your take, Ryan, because the next tweet is exactly this. Oh uh, really? This poor <laughs> poor dark Twitter account says, "I okay. think Avi, the liquidator, the uh, the curve short seller, the guy who's trying to economically exploit all the uh, protocols." He goes, "I think Avi is good for DeFi. We need people that's to Avi, stress." Avi, the guy, not Avi, right? Avi. Avi, yes. Avi okay. the guy. Okay, okay. It's good for DeFi. We need people to, to stress them. test these protocols. As in, if they can be exploited, then they should be exploited. If they can't be exploited, then they're robust. Uh, and as a result, like unlike FTX, which is now gone and destroyed, unlike Genesis, which might file for bankruptcy, unlike Alameda, which is gone, when all of those things fail, they don't come back. Mm. Ave failed, lost $1.6 million, has to pay that. That's fine. But we can learn in real time. And now we are going to build back better. Ooh. I build back better. I don't. I David's running for office. We're not going to cut it. Editors, do not cut that. Dave wants to build back better. Um, read this follow up tweet, though. <laughs> I'm also really glad the dipshit lost a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> all right i kind of feel good about
1: that too um guys we got more to cover as always yeah. but before we get to sponsors we want to remind you that tomorrow is 25 percent off bankless premium 25 percent black friday sale <laughs> it's gonna be, for be amazing bankless
0: 2.0 which is not yet released but it's totally coming it's gonna be sick totally not a rug totally not a scam totally not a rug um, we do not take in customer deposits <laughs> seriously
1: you guys will love this we got a lot in store for the community so now is your opportunity don't say we didn't warn you what
0: do we got coming up next though david coming up next Next, we got questions of the nation, and I know everyone is going to be asking, "How the hell do I talk to my family uh, at Thanksgiving about crypto?" Yes, please, uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to simulate that conversation between you and oh, really? Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I'll be grandpa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but then also, of course, the takes of the week, which of course were some good ones, and also re- what Ryan and I are grateful for. Uh, so all of that and more right after uh, some of these fantastic sponsors to help you go bankless. But if you're on the premium feed, I'll see you on the other side. The reality today is that five corporations control the entire world of social media. They own our names, they restrict our content, they monitor our every move, and their time is up thanks to our sponsor, DISO. Deeso is a layer one blockchain built from the ground up to decentralize and scale social networks. With DISO, you can own your own identity, content, and social graph and take it with you across hundreds of applications already built on the censorship resistant DSO blockchain. Deeso's storage advantages make it finally possible to build infinite state applications that can efficiently store and index large amounts of content and data fully on-chain. DSO also offers multiple crypto-native monetization primitives for developers and creators, including social NFTs, social DAOs, social tokens, and social tipping. So in order to experience the social layer of Web3, go to Deso.com and claim your username. That's D-E-S-O.com. Sequence is the all-in-one developer platform you need to build Web3 games and applications. For your users, Sequence is a smart wallet and it's the easiest, most intuitive onboarding your users will ever experience and comes with all the features users need to feel empowered in the Web3 world. Multi-chain support, NFT display, and users can buy SFTs, NFTs, and crypto directly with a credit or debit card. For developers, Sequence is the plug-and-play platform for Web3 games and apps. Their APIs let you bring NFTs, SFTs, and tokens. Tokens into your game or application, and the Sequence Relayer enables gasless transactions for your users. Sequence already powers some of the best Web3 games like Skyweaver, NFT projects like CoolCats, and marketplaces like NiftySwap. And Sequence is compatible with all the EVM chains, including Ethereum, Polygon, Binance Smart Chain, Arbitrum, Optimism, and Avalanche. So go to sequence.xyz/bankless to start building, or speak with the Sequence team today.
1: We're gonna get to what we're thankful for. A little bit later there's actually another sponsor cut before we do that david yeah got to get on that one got to get through a few things uh withdrawals are coming soon mm-hmm. so if you are staking ETH, you have your eth locked as a one-way ticket we all know this withdrawals there's some updates on that there's a lot of fun out there saying withdrawals will never happen that yeah, um Bitcoiners. the ethereum foundation like deleted it from the roadmap Blah 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 yeah, blah right. blah they're happening in 2023 <laughs> but what's the update here
0: Uh, So in order to unlock withdrawals, we need all of the clients to have that enabled. Uh, And so there is a new devnet with uh, all the clients, Lodestar, Teku, Lighthouse, Nethermind, Geth. That is up and running. So there's a successful devnet with withdrawals up and running. It's basically what you need to be able to test this thing. Uh, And then next step, uh, mainnet. Rumors that it will be in the next hard fork, we do not know. We do not know.
1: I just don't listen to the Twitter accounts. Look at what the yeah. devs are doing. Look at the GitHub yes. repos yeah, and the, the progress that's kind of being made. Okay, speaking of devs, Flashbots, they've just open-sourced their block builder, which was Hooray. big in and of itself, so that mm-hmm. brings some more competition in the space. And right. also... They have a new short-term censorship resistance strategy. So here's Vitalik saying there is a new short-term censorship resistance strategy dropping courtesy of Flashbots. And he recommends that any staker using MEV boost, which many are, take advantage of this new option. David, what does this new option give us? And what, what problem does it solve for the Ethereum protocol?
0: Yeah, the problem that it solves is that block building is a pretty damn specialized expert level uh, activity. Uh, And also block building, whoever can be uh, the best block builder will build the most profitable block what we're worried about is that activity becoming highly centralized. Uh, So uh, with Vitalik and this new Flashbots uh, blog post and this new uh, thing that you can now plug into, we are trying to do a best of both worlds thing. You always want to choose the most profitable block, but we also want to be resilient, not have centralization, and also be able to construct our own blocks. Uh, So this is really this new update that allows for an optimization function. So when a block builder produces an extremely lucrative block that passes some level that you set in your node, Uh, you can accept that block builder's block. Any, if it doesn't cross a certain threshold of profitability, you as the node operator can just build your own block from home. Uh, and if you do that, if you build your own block from home, when there's not an extremely profitable block, when there's just like normal DeFi things, not crazy DeFi things, if you just build it at home, you're going to get 99.9% of the value that you otherwise would have gotten if you had to use a block builder. If a block builder sees some crazy MEV and they capture that and they build you a block and your block was going to earn you two ETH and that block builder's block is going to earn you five ETH because of this optimization Function, which is what this release is, you can uh, opt in to the occasional high value block when it is produced by a centralized block builder. And that, Ryan, is how you get the best of both worlds.
1: That's cool. Yeah. My TLDR on this, because my brain was kind of full this week uh, when reading Mm -hmm. this, is like um, they're trying to make doing the right thing for the network more profitable. Yes. And and decreasing the cost of doing the right thing. So basically, you opt into this and you still get 90% of the, maybe 99% of the profit. And uh, you're doing the right thing for the network, which is you're decreasing centralization. You can still run, um, you know, staking from from home, your own validators, uh, and you don't have to centralize. And that is a good thing for decreasing the centralization of Ethereum and increasing decentralization, of course, Uh, increasing the censorship resistance of the network. David, this is cool too. Matic, Magic Mm -hmm. Eden, Match Made in Heaven. Magic Eden is a Solana NFT ecosystem and they are moving to Matic, Uh, not exclusively, but they're deploying now on Matic. What's the update here?
0: Uh, Yeah, that's basically the update. They deployed on Ethereum not too long ago and now they're also on an Ethereum layer two. Is this the uh, layer two thesis playing out? Um, I will leave that up for the listener to decide. Mm, Tantalizing, tantalizing. How about this? Oh, I love this one. Our ETH as collateral in MakerDAO. Our ETH out of Rocket Pool, the staked ETH uh, token out of Rocket Pool, the friendly neighborhood decentralized staking as a service protocol is now collateral inside of MakerDAO. This is huge for our ETH liquidity. This is one of the big things that Rocket Pool really needed to be competitive with Lido. Uh, there is a five million dollar debt ceiling, uh, but that's just like the first rodeo. That's where it once,
1: it's where it starts. Yeah. Very good, very good on that. Okay. Um, also, Arbitrum is new Arbitrum updating.
0: feature. This is this is actually really sick, and it's interesting yeah. that Arbitrum didn't actually really like be like Titus. loud about this. Uh, so basically, uh, there's we all know that our our layer twos are more centralized than we would like them to be. Uh, becoming a validator for a layer two for Optimism Arbitrum is a permission thing. You can't just go do that. But Arbitrum recently uh, did this upgrade where if the centralized Arbitrum run validator uh, sequencer goes down for a sufficiently long period of time, the network becomes permissionless and anyone can spin up a new Arbitrum validator and join the network to start processing withdrawals. That is crazy. And that is something that is implemented today. That is neat. This is good. This is very good. good. This This, is like it. We like this.
1: This is decentralizing our layer twos, which Mm -hmm. uh, was always going to come, but it's happening faster than I thought. So great job, Mm -hmm. in Arbitrum. This is from Bartek, too, who really keeps track of this stuff. Yes. Uh, So if you want to read the whole tweet thread and what they're doing, you can do that. And you're right. Uh, They didn't get loud on this. Mm -mm. It's because so much going on. Um, Speaking of getting loud, uh, (laughs) we talked about collectibles last week. Bankless launched its first NFT collectible project. Uh, At a high level is I didn't know that a thousand a hundred were going right. to sell and they i didn't get one david I and didn't, it, i also did not get one i it sold out, out in the that. first minute and i spent $50 or something on, on ETH gas fees. And I was there. I was clicking oh. refresh. I was doing the thing that you told me to do with NFTs,
0: which is get right. there
1: first. Right. And I still didn't get one. Yeah. Um, so I did not
0: expect there to be this level of demand.
1: I guess the good news around that is more are coming, uh, including, I think, not, not not tomorrow, so don't worry about it. Take off the holidays, but the, the, the Friday <laughs> after. Um, and so you can get the next in a series of Genesis collectibles. The first okay, one is
0: really quick back up though. Yeah. What the hell did we drop? It was oh, the yeah. SBF Eric Voorhees. Uh, that's we are now, probably we are now why. turning our podcast into collectibles. That's yes, what's going on. That's what's uh, going so we, on. we turned the SBF versus Eric Voorhees into a one of 100 collectible, which uh, we uh, sold for a 0.05 ether. All revenue went to Coin Center. Also all royalties also go to Coin Center. 100% is going to Coin Center. Uh, and uh, we sold it for 0.05. 0.05. The floor is now 1.9 Ether. That is insane. I did not see that coming. There have been three sales at one Ether. Uh, Turns out collectible podcasts are a real thing.
1: Also, turns out I will never make money on this NFT thing, David, because I always miss (laughs) the great opportunities. Uh, You can't even
0: make money on your own NFT,
1: bro. (laughs) That's how bad it is. (laughs) I would have had one on the back on this monitor here, and it's just dark. Oh, that would have
0: been cool. Yeah, would have been cool. I could have been cool. Great NFT for that monitor. (laughs)
1: Uh, Anyway, uh, what else we got? Tornado Cash. This is sad. Uh, Alexei Pertsev is detained, still in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. Um, for another three months that was a renewal he was in there for 90 days so this again is the developer uh one of the developers responsible for creating tornado cash the privacy tool on ethereum that uh, u.s citizens can no longer use and alexei perza finds himself in prison as a result of this no charges have been laid so another 90 days in prison that's the reports that we're getting out um look man unfortunate
0: people like yeah. like i can't believe this people like alexi uh, uh, sam bankman Fried is running around with his cargo shorts and backpack in the bahamas sending right now. i'm sorry letters sending to him his staff letters. right
1: like an out uh is uh in prison right now yeah. um and why Sweet. because he put together a public open source privacy tool for the entire world okay yep. it's like coming up with ssl or some kind of like You know, Mm -hmm. encryption technology. Do you know? Do you
0: know why they cited this as like what they're doing, like not detaining him for another three months? They cited it's the governance token because he was an owner of the governance token. He is like an operator of the business.
1: This is so. This is. This cannot stand. We've said this before. You guys have heard us talk about this, but um, it's um, it's just really sad that injustices like this go on, especially when you see actually who the threats are to crypto and to actual retail. He's still someone building real code here. Um, so very unfortunate. Um, we're doing what we can here, including um, one of my good friends and a co-host of this this podcast is actually uh, uh, suing um, Secretary Yellen Su- yeah. as we speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're doing what we can, but um, just just keep Alexei on your mind as you hear about mm. the scammers like SBF. Remember, we've got uh, we've got some folks that um, that need help. JP Morgan, a crypto wallet, now a registered trademark in the U.S.
0: I saw <laughs> this headline. Go forward. Uh, anything else that we should say about this? Uh, that's, I mean, patents are kind of a no news kind of news. What's but a trademark? It, it's like an Not indication of like, okay, in three years, we'll like see a JP Morgan like product. It's a trademark. It's yeah. a trademark. To the JP Morgan wallet. It's some, it's something. I
1: don't think I would ever put money in a JP Morgan wallet.
0: I, I hope you, you wouldn't. But Give actually, me. I kind of think you would. because you put money in all the other <laughs> <Shut> c- <up. laughs> centralized No exchange. more. Never again. All right.
1: I told you guys it's an experiment. It's
0: not something I was, man, issue the POAP, whatever. Anyways. Uh, uh, okay. Coming out of uh, Coinbase and Optimism, you can now transfer from Coinbase to Optimism. Hey. Cool. Great. I mean, it was a long time coming. Glad it's finally here. We asked for this and uh, Brian Armstrong delivered. Great. We asked for it. David and I (laughs) went to Brian. We're like, yo, the one thing we need is this. And he just did We literally did that. It was on the podcast.
1: Oh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, we did. (laughs) True story. Uh, Bitcoin, um, bad news in New York. Governor,
0: what's this? Yep. New York governor signs first of his kind law cracking down on Bitcoin mining. Uh, governor Kathy Hochul signed a law on Tuesday. That's my governor. Uh, banning oh, yeah. certain Bitcoin mining operations that run on carbon-based power sources. For the next two years, unless a proof-of-work mining company uses a hundred percent renewable energy, it will not be allowed to expand or renew permits and new entrants will also not allow to become online. There's a quote from the Chamber of Digital Commerce uh, here that says, this approval will set a dangerous precedent in determining who may or may not use power in New York State. And that is a take that I 100% agree with. Uh, Let's not get political about what we think is good or not, and who can have access to energy. That is bad. I totally agree because I like Christmas lights uh, and I will continue
1: to put Christmas lights up in my house. <laughs>
0: and Christmas lights and Bitcoin mining is probably the same amount of net global energy. It's anyways. less, my
1: friend. Bitcoin mining is less.
0: Less um, than Christmas lights? Yeah. But
1: yeah, it, it, this is a thing. It, I mean, it doesn't affect Ethereum and other ecosystems we care about. And like we knew this political pressure was coming, but that doesn't necessarily make it right. Yes. Um, all right. Raises. So one big raise this week across protocol. They just raised ten million dollars to two hundred million dollar valuation. This is, of course, is a bridging protocol we've told you guys about a number of times. Maybe you're using it. Maybe it's on our airdrop guide. Maybe you get maybe that. Maybe it's a, maybe if it's you a Become sponsor, a premium so a member. <laughs> oh, are they? Yes, they are. The good news there is when companies are raising, and they still are. There's still some money in crypto. It means you can get a job in crypto. That's what we got to tell tell them about um, the Crypto Jobs Board. Developer relations at Uniswap, a front end engineer at Uniswap. Earnify, coming in hot, coming in new, Uh, looking for a full stack engineer at Earnify. Looking for a senior back-end TypeScript engineer. I like that Earnify company. Think they're doing big things. Uniswap Labs, NFT engineers, engineers, a lot of engineers on here. Uh, you can tell us the bear market. <laughs> now we got no tech- no non-technical jobs. It's all technical, <laughs> yeah. David, because we're building. We got to build. we're building, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. you want access to those, go to the Bankless job boards, Bankless.pallet.com, and you can find that, of course. Uh, Black Friday shout-out, 25% off. Coming to you tomorrow, get your Bankless premium. And what do we have coming up next, David, after the break?
0: This time, we'll talk about how the hell do I talk to my family about crypto. Yeah, you rugged us last time. I did, big rug. Uh, People just don't care about Ethereum withdrawal, I swear. (laughs) Um, How do I talk to my family about crypto, followed by the takes of the week, uh, followed by what Ryan and I are thankful for. So stay tuned for all that and more right after we talk to some of these fantastic sponsors to help you go bankless, because you need it. If you've been listening to Bankless, you know that we're fans of the modular blockchain thesis. The idea that blockchains will separate execution from data availability and consensus, allowing all three to become the best versions of themselves. And Fuel has built the fastest modular execution layer in the industry. By supporting parallel transaction execution, Fuel unlocks significantly faster throughput for the web 3 world. Fuel also goes beyond the limitations of the EVM with its own Fuel VM which is more efficient and optimized, opening up the design space for developers. And lastly, Fuel brings a powerful developer experience with its own domain-specific language, Sway, and a supportive tool chain called Fork. With Fuel, you can have the benefits of smart contract languages like Solidity while adopting the improvements made by the Rust tooling ecosystem, letting the Fuel development environment go beyond the limitations of the EVM. If you want to learn more, there's a link in the show notes to see how you can get involved with a Fuel network questions from the nation david i think it
1: in, in the us it's thanksgiving morning so the one thing that happens uh, tradition in the us is you get together with friends and family and these could be relatives you haven't seen for maybe an entire year you haven't seen in a very long time they probably know that you're in crypto right because like it's that weird thing that you do mm-hmm. on the side
0: and you can't stop talking about it
1: yeah maybe it's cuz you can't stop talking about it maybe Uh, you know, they've asked you questions, they've texted you about like buys. Anyway, your family knows that you're in crypto. So what do you say to them when they ask you questions? How do you talk to your family about crypto this Thanksgiving? Some real practical advice here. I think this is the question from the nation today. Um, actually, we're putting together a post on this from, uh, Michael Wong, who's one of our writers. And, uh, there's a number of questions here we could get to, but let me, before we get in here, David, just the high level. All right what are you do you have do you have family members like this who are kind of distant relations they know like oh David's got some podcast mm-hmm. I think your family calls you Dave right
0: oh uh, yeah some, some of them yeah alright so it's
1: like Dave's got in, this in, podcast yeah. and he you know he's in crypto what's going to be in the top of mind what questions are you expecting to, to be
0: asked uh, so this year they're not going to be bothered to answer because they've I've been in crypto long enough so I'll fa- go backwards to like 2018 Thanksgiving okay. where okay. like oh. yeah. <laughs> And what did I do back then? And so they were like, oh, like, David, like, uh, are you going to, like, leave crypto now that everything's on fire and, like, the whole industry is, like, collapsing? There, There's two answers to this. What are the words that you say? But also, I think that's less important than how you say it because humans respond to emotion. So if you come into Thanksgiving and people are like, D- uh, is your conviction shaking about crypto? Like, how how is your job going? Like, you still doing that crypto thing? You just gotta come in high and be like, damn straight I'm still doing that crypto thing. (laughs) Like, Sam Bankman freed a banker, told, showed all of the industry exactly why we need to not have banks. And now I'm fired the F up and I'm doubling down. (laughs) Oh my God. And you should totally buy ether right now because it's so cheap. Wow, that's what you'd say to them? Is this what you said in 2018? So like there was like oh the ICO mania is over I'm like uh, yeah it turns out it's a bunch of hot air turns out our (laughs) DeFi yield farms were like not really all that sustainable yeah Uh, but like it's still going to be the global like foundation of all future finance and like NFTs are still going to unlock a ton of human culture it's really just about like is your conviction shaking are your conviction conviction shaking and you just need to be a stoic individual because of how you understand that this oh, is so a you, 20 you tw- 20- hard though you, you're well, not only like, being stoic you're like and also grant but you should buy you should have some eat. Uh, that, Let that me part you that part you, you would be excused to say if you to, don't <laughs> give your family members financial <laughs> advice don't do that that's but that's, it's, it's about the conviction right because people because people are like going to be like oh like like some of them, especially people, people, some people love to be like, ha, 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 crypto broke. Uh cousin, Now I don't. That one cousin you know, that you have. Right. The people that don't want to have to deal with the cognitive dissonance of 2021 when they're like all the crypto people were making money. Yeah. And now it's on the flip side of this. Now they're going to be twisting the knife. Hey, remember when you shot? Remember when thud. you told me to buy four thousand dollar ETH? Well, so glad I didn't. Yeah. Remember like, when you said it was going to 10K? You idiot. Right. Yeah. And then you say like, it's still going to 10 K. Yeah. It's still happening. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm buying more. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, yes. Um, yes. It's about the conviction and it's about like, Hey, like there's a mission here. If you can show that you believe in this, that there's a mission. That's actually how Ryan, um, my first company in 2017 that blew up, uh, it's an ICO advisory company destined to blow up. Uh, I got a like a 130 percent person company. I think five or six or seven of those people got jobs in crypto after that. I was one of them. One of the reasons why I I survived through the 2018 to 2020 it's bear you market still had you still believe because it. I was enthusiastic yeah. and people saw it like uh. I was, it was very clearly about the tech. And that's what like kept me a very hireable person when there was literally no jobs left. So it's just, it's just like,
1: I, I, is it kind of an answer of like, I don't look at price at times like this. I look at the fundamentals, yes. and you look at yes. what went wrong. And a banker blew up the, the financial system. He posing as something he wasn't, mm-hmm. and right. we're glad I'm we're detoxed or come back stronger that's right. if you even want to engage in that conversation depends right. who you're
0: with i don't know family relationships are, right. you know you also don't have to bring it up you can also can relax smile. and not talk about crypto uh,
1: yeah you can just smile and be like yeah it was, it's been rough lately and then change that's that's more like my my mode yeah, yeah. is i just try to not talk about it honestly mm. because if they want to hear what i really think I mean, oh, my God, how many hours of content do we actually have, right? Like, right, right. it's almost like you can opt into it. Um, but OK, so here's grandpa saying, how are you doing job wise? Right. And you got an answer for that. Uh, mom is asking what happened in Nexo, Celsius, Voyager. My friends used it and
0: lost it all. Sorry, mom. You got to have an answer for that. Ryan, here's a here's a hard one. Uh, and this is one that's in the actual uh, newsletter. Somebody says, "Hey, I have my money on Coinbase or Gemini. I'm worried about like Gemini Earn or something. I would just like to take self custody of your assets. So, like, where do you start with that?"
1: Yeah, I think so. There's a difference between like Gemini Earn and a, like crypto lending thing and like just having your your assets on account. So first of all, you want to make sure it's a reputable ca- account, right? Like a like a Coinbase, uh, maybe mm-hmm. a Kraken. I'd put there still Gemini, even though their their Earn program is going through some struggles. And then you kind of have to weigh it, David, because. You have to weigh the risk of one of these exchanges going under versus your relative's risk of losing their own keys if right. they, if they yeah. mess up a setup. And yeah. this is really important. It's just I kind of, I actually don't love going through the, the process of, of teaching like friends and family about it too much unless they are kind of coming to the table with, with their knowledge and their learnings mm-hmm. and they're asking me more specific questions, right? Because if you kind of do the work for them, then they weren't really ready to hold on to their own keys and self-custody. You kind of have to just like, hey, you can leave it on exchange until you're ready to move it off and then go figure out what you think are some of the best. And then I'm happy to give you some help or pointers or that sort of thing. But like making them do it themselves is kind of a key because that's like an acid test of are you ready or not, right? Right. Yeah. that's what i generally do but it's important uh are you gonna be single forever <laughs> that's grandma asking wow there's a lot of there's a lot of good questions that come up in thanksgiving okay. you have anything else to uh to to end it with what else can people expect to be asked oh uh, what else can people expect to be asked um is price going when is, pr- is price going down to zero is crypto dead yeah um, i feel like we've talked we've tackled that I think Um,
0: I think really the main point is, is like Celsius, FTX, Three Arrows Capital, like there's all these buzzwords that people have heard. And I think all you really need if you are going to talk about this, all you really have to say is like, yes, this proves exactly what crypto is here for and, and teach them the delineation between FTX and crypto. Like, that's really the point to drive home.
1: There you go. There you go. And then tell them to listen to Bankless if that's they're right. really curious. All right, uh, right.
0: Takes of the week. What do we got here? Yeah, this is a fantastic uh, automated take from uh, this uh, guy, Ryan Sean Adams. He t- he tweets the out, bot. the Tower of Babel <laughs> is a story about mankind getting too full of themselves and trying to build a tower to reach up to the heavens and become gods. So God foiled them by confusing their language and scattering them all over the earth. Where is this written? Genesis chapter 11. Wow. Dude, that is no lie, all right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I looked this up because I was like, Genesis, huh? That's in- I wonder what's in chapter 11 of no Genesis.
0: Way. Yeah. Wow.
1: No, this is real. Okay, Genesis chapter 11. Look this up. I'm Googling it now. Wow, that's great. Uh, this is the Tower of Babel. This is the whole thing. And <laughs> it was really about man- mankind's hubris. It's kind of like an Icarus-type story of, like, you- you're trying to be bigger than God. Uh, and then what what happens, David? Uh Uh, God foils their languages, they all start speaking different languages, and they Uh scatter all over the earth so they they can't complete the centralized project. They decentralize, David. Wow. Centralization. That's crazy. Tower of Babel goes to decentralization afterwards, and this is all Genesis chapter
0: 11. Let me tell you, the, the scripting in 2022 is just like <laughs> off the charts, man. I just I just googled uh, why is it called Chapter 11, and turns out it has nothing to do with the Bible. So that's just completely no, it No, that would be too much. All right. that would be too too many hints in the uh, the, the
1: simulation there. All right, what do we got? Arthur Hayes. No, this is uh, Suzu. Take. Takes the week. Take. Takes of the week. Yeah. yeah. What's this take? Uh,
0: Arthur Hayes is uh, retweeting a Suzu quote. Suzu. Founder of 3 Rose Capital says FTX set crypto back years. Arthur Hayes says, uh, per, "Per the zoo per cycle in reverse. Where's my money, mofo? <laughs> Basically saying, uh, oh yeah, 3ROS Th- uh, Capital says FTX set crypto back years. So did you, bro, <laughs> like what? <laughs> i think oh three years capital
1: is on a mission to be like this one's worse than us uh yes. so can we come back now yeah. um uh-huh. no you can't come back
0: Sorry. okay this one this one was my take i want to watch through i'm it. gonna read it though you want to read okay yeah because or else it'll you'll seem too
1: self-aggrandizing sure, if you read your yeah. own tweets on yeah, this show right. people already think that i'm too self-aggrandizing <laughs> all right uh 2013 this is david a proof of work fork and fair launch We printed proof-of-work coins in 2013. 2017, ICO mania. We minted ICO tokens. 2021, yield farming. We issued governance tokens. Every bull market is a Ponzi scheme under the guise of new token distribution models. And the emoji
0: of slapping hand on forehead. Yep. It concludes this tweet. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, the Bitcoiners really like this one because they're like, oh, David's finally figuring out that anything outside of Bitcoin is just a big Ponzi scheme. Uh, but then I would actually like to go to uh, uh, exhibit A, my next tweet, okay. uh, which is Sweet. a platform that is for finance is synonymous with a platform for Ponzi's. Uh, and so like we've talked about this before. Uh, money, money is real. Finance is perceived. Ponzi's are just the like extrapolation of the that on steroids, right? Perceived money, hot air money. Um, and so this is really how bull markets and crypto start. We create something cool in 2013. It was like, oh, we can fork Bitcoin a bajillion times. Let's do it. Uh, and then in ICO, the ICO mania was like, oh, we can just mint a token. Let's do it. Uh, and then in DeFi yield farming, it's like, oh, we can just like have this governance tokens and do yield farming to produce yield and attract investment. Let's oh, let's do it. And then it just gets, you know, mutilated, right? So starts with a core primitive that adds a tool to the tool belt of this crypto economic future, and then we like eke out all possible hype and value out of it over the next year, uh, and then that's when people get hurt. Uh, it's a little bit frustrating, but that's how this industry per, uh, proceeds forward. It's
1: frustrating, but like it collapses back down to like its true yep. utility value, and the cycle yep. resets again. This, mm-hmm. there's there was no super cycle. It was just right. the, always the human cycle of like. Mm-hmm. It's just basically the the hype cycle, right? Uh, All the way you go up to the point of, um, uh, I always said euthanasia, um, euphoria, (laughs) and then then you come back down and like the, the cycle resets every single time. I I think that's what we're seeing here. Um, what are you thankful for David? This Thanksgiving, November, uh, 2022, November 24th. People are listening to this. Mm -hmm. What is David Hoffman thankful for this year?
0: Oh, there's a lot to be thankful for. Um, I am excited it's going to be practice for me to like go home with my family and like for the first time i actually don't really want to talk about crypto things i just like you know want to cook food and hang out with my one and a half year old super adorable nephew uh and so i'm definitely thankful for that um i know i'm 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 also thankful that it appears to be that we're like at the basement you said you just said just now that like we are back to our like actual value of these networks like Mm. nothing is hot air these are now real Uh, and so I know it's corny, but like, we're going to build our way out of it. And now the amount of signal that we're going to have over what's being built over the next six to 18 months is going to be so high. Uh, it's not, there's not going to be any fluff. Uh, and so all of the hot air is out of the industry, which just lets everyone progress forward faster. And I remember in 2021, I remember you and I talked about this is like, as soon as the bull market got frothy and manic, you and I were like, this is tiring. Like we need to wash this stuff out. I I didn't Uh, like it right we got our wish um, <laughs> everything's washed out too much uh, though and, and a little bit too much uh we <laughs> there we were, i was talking with some friends giving it's like so we lost some of the baby but the bath is definitely all gone <laughs> <laughs> yes uh and so uh i mean the, we're on the other side and so like now there's only signal and so i am thankful for that
1: yeah i i think that's a great thing to be thankful for and um you know look david and i met during a bear market, right? Yeah, right. It's really mm-hmm. a fantastic time to be in the industry, be a settler, you meet some of the best people. And I guess that goes to what I'm thankful for, David. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful that, Mankless Listener, that you're still here. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, it means you are a settler and not a tourist, all right? Because right. the tourists, the, the last few weeks, the the last six months, the, the 2022, uh, they left or they're in the process of, of leaving, but you're still here. Um, I tweeted this out uh, earlier. If you didn't make it this time, make sure you make it next time. Crypto's not dead. Yep. This is a multi-year, multi-cycle, multi-decade experience, right? And we've always said this. It's long-term. It's not about overnight gains. You're still here. That means I'm confident you'll be here for the next cycle. and You'll be maybe a veteran the next cycle. Mm-hmm. You know who responded to that tweet, David? Who? Our friend Anthony Sassano. And he said this, he said, I didn't make it in 2013, 2014. I didn't make it in 2017, 2018. I made it in 2020 and 2021. My overnight success was seven to eight years in the making. Mm -hmm. That is the opposite of SBF story. Right. Of make it rich in one cycle, crash and burn. All right? right. This is actually all of the people that I've seen in crypto who've quote unquote made it And when Anthony says he made it, he clarified that he's talking about like he's now financially independent and he can do what he wants and work on the projects he cares about, right? Mm -hmm. That is part of, you know, we say at Bankless, like in order to make you healthy, we have to make you wealthy, right? Mm -hmm. But like wealth doesn't come overnight, Mm -hmm. all right? And so this is a multi-year, multi-cycle thing. And the bottom line is you're still here. So I'm optimistic about your future because you are still here. And this is where everyone I know in crypto who's quote unquote made it to the other side has mm-hmm. been here for multiple cycles. And it goes back to like the quick shortcuts often just like crash and burn. Like you can't, it's, it's not about the things that are easy, right, you gotta find the things that are hard but still worth doing. And for, for me, that's what crypto is. Like sometimes David, um, in the euphoric cycles, I felt like, oh my God, like we don't deserve this. I don't deserve right. this, what did I do? Right. I just helped, right. here's where you earn it here's where you earn the upside in a way that you don't, you shouldn't feel bad about it. You shouldn't feel bad about a 10 X or like a 50 X on the last cycle. Cause you were here during, during the bear market. And I know you resonate with this story too, because, um, you know, like quote it's unquote, story, like, yeah. you made mm-hmm. like, it's, it's Anthony's story, right. Of like right. you, you made it because you persisted during the last, um, uh, right. bear market.
0: Yeah. And, uh, just to drive that point home one more time. The people that stuck around after 2017 to 2018 and stuck around during the bear market of the very long, hard bear market of 2018 to 2020, everyone talks about the most lucrative time was DeFi summer. That's when all of the money was made without, without much of the risk, without much of the degeneracy. And people that were around for DeFi summer saw the 2021 bull market coming a year ahead of time. And so if you want that level of front running the opportunity, you got to stick around.
1: Ah, that's right. Stick around. And we're going to continue to be putting out content for you. Mm-hmm. Um, look, 99% of everything that we do is completely 100% free. So I know we've been talking about the uh, like the uh, bankless Black Friday sale that's mm-hmm. on throughout this podcast. Um, that's if you want to take another step on the journey. That's if you want to get some extra type of thing. But mm-hmm. if you can't afford that, okay, just mm-hmm. know that there's a place for you. In the Bankless Nation. By the way, it's only thirteen dollars a month, but still, I know, like, if you have to choose between Netflix or a Bankless subscription, I'd still do Bankless. But yeah. maybe there are some other choices you have to, to have right. to forsake. So we're still going to be putting out content. The vast majority is going to be free, and uh, we hope you stick with us, be a settler. Uh, I think you'll um, you'll appreciate it on the other side.
0: Hundred percent. All right, let's talk about meme of the week, David. I hope we got a Thanksgiving meme today. I think we do. This was a uh, perchy out of Bankless Dow. This is in classic perchy uh, artistic fashion. Uh, and it's four people around a dinner table. One person's talking. One of them has a very furrowed look on his face. And the person that's talking says, I read an article about SPF. It sounds like he was a complicated and somewhat controversial figure. (laughs) And clearly the crypto person is just angry because he's actually a fraudster.
1: (laughs) Yeah. At that point, you have to choose whether you want to say something at the Thanksgiving dinner table or not.
0: I think the response to that one is like... He had bank in his name, Dad. Come on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, Hope you enjoy some time with your family if you're in the U.S. If not, uh, thanks for humoring us during this uh, American Thanksgiving episode. Risks and disclaimers, got to tell you, of course, as always, crypto is risky. So is DeFi. So is ETH. So is Bitcoin. As we've seen this year so many times, you could lose what you put in. But we are headed west. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone, but we're glad you're with us on the bankless journey. Thanks a lot.
0: Hey, we hope you enjoyed the video. If you did, head over to Bankless HQ right now to develop your crypto investing skills and learn how to free yourself from banks and gain your financial independence. We recommend joining our daily newsletter, podcast and community as a Bankless Premium subscriber to get the most out of your Bankless experience. You'll get access to our market analysis, our alpha leaks and exclusive content and even the Bankless token for airdrops, raffles and unlocks. If you're interested in crypto, the Bankless community is where you want to be. Click the link in the description to become a Bankless Premium subscriber today. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel for in-depth interviews with industry leaders, Ask Me Anythings, and weekly roll-ups where we summarize the week in crypto and other fantastic content. Thanks everyone for watching and being on the journey as we build out the Bankless Nation.